Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your daily strength to shine. For those following along with the Faith versus Weight program Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with week five, day one, opening with our Bible verse of the day coming from Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. When I taught Faith versus Weight at the Capel Family YMCA, I told participants they would get a full refund if they could come up with a legitimate excuse not to exercise after going through this program. Five years, a different location, and many classes later, no one was able to come up with any excuse, not even the lawyers. How was I able to pull this off? I had help. In order to get people to stop making excuses regarding exercise, I gave them examples of real people who had plenty of real excuses not to exercise, but did it anyway. These people inspired me on the days I felt like giving up. We all have those days, months, and sometimes even years when we feel like throwing in the towel. Although these common people with an uncommon perseverance may not have one million followers, their example has already had an eternal impact. They may not be famous by earthly standards, but who knows what crown awaits them in heaven. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1.12 When I was at the Capel Family YMCA, I became a certified trainer for Live Strong, a program designed to help cancer survivors resume exercise or, in some cases, begin. I was exposed to one life after another, picking up the pieces and starting all over again. If you think you have a good excuse not to exercise, what about these people going through cancer treatments? It would be one thing if they just had cancer, but rarely does someone just have cancer. There are complications from surgeries, ports, medications, and comorbidities. My clients also shared the heartache of their children struggling to understand their disease, as well as their spouses trying to cope with it. Many held down jobs in the midst of trying to put their lives back together. There were days when they felt nauseous, dizzy, weak, scared, and tired. They also shared how hard it was to look in the mirror and not recognize themselves. Yet they got busy. They got in their car, they drove to the gym, and walked through those doors. I had never seen such a group of fighters. They were fighting for their lives. At the time, I was happily serving a variety of clients at the YMCA and had just completed my first half marathon, finishing in the top 25%. Life was good. Little did I know that within just two weeks, I would be trying to figure out how to use a motorized cart at the grocery store, since that was the year I broke my leg skiing at Whistler. Once I returned to the States, my doctor told me my leg would never regain its original strength there were no guarantees I'd run again. Because my exercise options were limited, I needed to get creative. As long as I only used my arms and a flotation device, I was able to get my cardio exercise by swimming. In order to get in and out of the pool though, I needed a chairlift and staff to help me use it. Although I did not wind up at a rehab pool, Others used the same facility at designated times of day for similar reasons. In the pool to the right of me was someone I will call Dave. 
Dave had MS. He looked to be in his early 40s with severely limited leg mobility. Dave would drive to the gym and patiently get out of his car, get into his motorized chair, motor to the locker room, get ready to swim, motor to the pool, and then get in the pool with no assistance from the chairlift. Before I barely had a chance to say hello, Dave was always asking how far I had come along with my recovery. I can't tell you what a humbling experience this was for me. I would later see him at church every Sunday with his wife and children. He would talk to me about the portion of the ride he was training for as a participant of the MS-150, the largest bike fundraising event of its kind in North America. Even though he had limited leg mobility, he was able to ride, and ride he did. To the left lane was someone I will call Glenn. He was in his early 30s and was paralyzed from the waist down. I don't remember ever seeing Glenn without a smile. He was always cheerful with a genuine concern for others. Glenn would joke with me about my arm stroke, telling me how strong my arms were getting. Meanwhile, I marveled at his arm strength, getting in and out of the pool once again without the use of his legs or the chairlift. Then there was Barbara. Barbara was in her 70s and still competed in a variety of sports. She was completely able-bodied, just a little slower than her prime. This woman never stopped moving. I used to joke with Barbara, telling her the reason she was not married was because she would have to rob the cradle in order to find someone who could keep up. She never focused on her aches and pains, only on moving herself and others forward. The crown goes to our beloved Aunt Carol. That same year, Aunt Carol went on a mission trip to Rancho Sordo Mundo, a Christian school for the deaf near Ensenada, Mexico. This was not her first year serving as part of a team escorting her local church's high school youth group. She had just turned 76. On what she thought would be her last day of the trip, before heading back to the States, Carol and another chaperone were hit by a semi-tractor. Although the physicians did all they could, Carol had a below-the-knee amputation on her right leg. They salvaged what they could of her left foot. Instead of allowing this tragedy to cripple her emotionally, she forgave the driver and did not prosecute. She knew he had a young family, and she wanted him to be there for his children. After enduring 12 surgeries, rehab, and hyperbaric treatments, see if you can guess where Aunt Carol went. Mexico, of course, on another mission trip, the first chance she got. I saw her at my in-law's 50th wedding anniversary a few years after the incident, and she had more vim and vigor than most people have her age. As a matter of fact, she looked amazing, which was shocking after all she had been through. Besides walking her dog, traveling with her church choir, and a dizzying array of volunteer commitments, somewhere in there I heard swimming. Even at 82, it's hard to keep up with Aunt Carol. She recently returned from a trip to the Holy Land as one of the oldest in her group of 42 travelers, enjoying every sight while walking the entire time. What excuse do you have not to exercise? I understand when clients do not feel like exercising. It turns out that perseverance is not a feeling. Perseverance is a decision. It can only be accessed by walking with the Lord. Among those who persevere, there is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control all fruits of the Holy Spirit. I would also like to add forgiveness. The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. Job 17.9. Today's reflection, perseverance is not a feeling. Today's action, decide to persevere. Number two, although it is your decision to persevere or not, it is not within your ability. If you want to persevere, walk with the Lord. 
Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.